0: And welcome to another one of our ongoing healthcare marketing podcasts. As you may know, Lonnie Hirsch and I are both speaking at Cleveland Clinic's Patient Experience Summit, which will take place May 18th through the 21st. So, we decided to focus this month on topics related to the summit. Today, I will be interviewing Dr. Wayne Guerra, co-founder of iTriage. Dr. Guerra will be speaking during a panel session on Sunday, May 18th. The title of the panel session is game changers, and mobile apps. Dr. Guerra, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, before we get started, please tell our listeners a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, you bet. Um, I'm trained as an emergency medicine physician and, and practiced for uh, 20 years. My other co-founder of iTriage, Peter Hudson, we're both emergency physicians, and we actually calculated how many patients we've seen uh, in that 20 years, and it's over 50,000 and it was really um, from those experiences that uh, we built Itriage. triage. We were always sort of restless physicians and had been involved in different business aspects of medicine, but uh, it became really um, acute. We both became acutely aware in sort of right around 2007, 2008, that um, patients wanted to be involved in their healthcare. They wanted to um, have more information, uh, which they just didn't have access to. So that um led us to create iTriage which um helps people answer you know two fundamental questions in healthcare which are seemingly pretty simple but actually quite complex. Uh so when something's wrong in your health, uh, one is you know what could be wrong? That's the first question. And the second one is where could I go for care? Where could I go for help? So we built a um uh, what we call a symptom to provider pathway. Within iTriage, that helps people think about their symptom, what could the possible cause be, and then you know what type of provider is correct for me, whether that's an emergency department, urgent care clinic, retail clinic, or doctor. And then using the geolocation capabilities of the of the because it's an application of the phone, be able to connect them and help them find those doctors and and providers around them. So we took a bet on human nature that if we built this application gave um, users and patients uh, this information, that they would use it and use it correctly. And lo and behold, it's now one of the most widely downloaded applications. Uh, we have over 11.5 million downloads, millions of monthly users. I think we had 80 million sessions last year with a billion page views. And e- even more importantly than that, we have um, 95,000 ratings and reviews in the iPhone and Android market with uh, four and a half out of five stars. So that's incredibly gratifying to both um, uh, Peter and I. And, and, you know, we read every one of those reviews to, to make sure we're still on the right path of providing the information that people want and need to make the next best healthcare decision. And, uh, and, and also uh, to I've never been thanked so much. So I think that's pretty cool, too, because they, they just sometimes just tell us thank you. So we really appreciate that. And then we partner with um, providers, hospitals, doctors. Uh, retail clinics and urgent care clinics um, uh, as well.
0: You actually have sponsorship from hospitals and private practices, urgent cares. is that how it works?
1: Every single provider is in the database as what you'd call a basic listing. You can map them, you can save them as your favorite provider, but then uh, providers um, have an opportunity to partner with us and provide more information about uh, you know what are their specialty services? Are they a trauma center, or a stroke center? If it's an emergency department, if it's an urgent care clinic, you know whether their hours of operation. Many of them put pricing on their on on their uh, um, listing, uh, and then we have transactional components where you can check in before you arrive to an ER. You can see ER wait times in certain geographic areas. You can check into an urgent care clinic, and now many many urgent care clinics allow you to make appointments, and you can do that through our our platform. And then the same with doctors. Where did they train? Where did they do their fellowship? You know, what's their philosophy of practice? Did they do um, what other specialties, you know, procedures do they really focus on and then make appointments with physicians as well? So we have about 45,000 physicians that actively participate with us, over 20% of the hospitals across the United States, uh, including the Cleveland Clinic and, uh, and, uh, you know, 700 urgent care clinics and, and many retail clinics as well. Great. So can you give me an update about medical-related
0: apps and how you think they will improve patient health care?
1: Yeah, you know, I think they're critically important. If you really think about health care, 99.9% of health care happens when you're not in the office, not in front of a health care provider. So it happens when you're at work or at home. And so patients have questions, uh, things come up. Um, you know, you may uh, have a cough for a few days, and you want to know, you know, what could be causing this? Uh, you know, I, I don't feel like I need to go to the doctor yet, but I'd like answers to this. So, um, I think as we move to, you know, the value-based reimbursement models that Obamacare is now setting up, where, uh, you know, providers are going to be. Um, reimbursed for taking care of a population of patients, and first it's going to be quality, and then, uh, you know, at a lower cost, that uh, that's going to be critically important to get the patient involved in their care. And just as, you know, even before, you know, there was healthcare um, reform, um, Peter and I saw that already happening with patients. You know, when I, in the late 1990s, I would order a CAT scan and patients would, say, you're great, thank you, and wait for me to come back with the result. Around the mid-2000s, they started asking, you know, why do I need that? And how much does it cost? Because many of them had a high deductible health plan where they might be paying for, you know, the first thousand, two thousand, or five thousand dollars of their healthcare became important, and they wanted to be involved. And that's actually a really, really good thing. So mobile applications, can bring or can provide information to the patient that's timely and relevant at their time of need. You know, can help them make better healthcare decisions about their symptoms, about their conditions, about their procedures, about what tests they're going to have. And, and you know, we we think of it as being you know giving people information at their time of need, uh, giving them decision support and giving them access to the healthcare system and now even uh, there's applications and ours included which can help you communicate with your doctor. so now you can securely text your your provider your nurse practitioner or physician assistant or securely email them and, and get you know sort of asynchronous communication going back and forth that's really really highly valuable and can help people at their time of need. So how do you think apps will impact patient experience? Yeah I think it's all about the patient experience. Um, again, you know, I, I talked a little bit about a more informed decision making. So, uh, you know, having the information that you need uh, at your time of need to make a better decision. So, let's say um, you think you have bronchitis, and because you've you've touched cough, you've looked at the possible causes, and you think maybe you have bronchitis and now you're like okay well can an urgent care take care of bronchitis can i go to that retail clinic i saw on the walgreens uh can, you know do i have to go to an emergency department so right there at my time of need giving people that, those answers will help them make better healthcare decisions uh it's it's really interesting i i'm a, a big fan of bj fogg from the stanford persuasive technology lab and he talks about you, know, um, you can't really motivate people to do things so if you have a desired behavior but you can facilitate that desired behavior through a trigger, an ability, and a, and a motivation. And all three of those have to happen at the same time. And apps uh, are uniquely um, designed uh, to be able to do that. Uh, they provide a you know incredibly high degree of context and, and provide information that uh, people can act on. So if you think about um, you want to get somebody, so now you're an accountable care organization, and you want to get somebody, one of your members/slash patients, to fill out a health risk assessment in HRA. Well, you send the trigger to them at the appropriate time, and then uh, you could add a motivation in there because you could remind them that they have an incentive, such as could be a gift certificate, could be a premium incentive, but then. You know you, you have a really easy or high, high, ability of, uh, high level of ability because then you allow them to just click a link and it opens up right on their phone and they fill out the HRA right then. So again, the trigger with high motivation, high ability, all at the same time is what, is, is, is what helps people, users um, you know uh, do that desired behavior, and apps are uniquely qualified to do that.
0: Applications are a pretty broad range in healthcare. Can you please give us an idea of what types of apps there are available?
1: Yeah, you know, I, there's there's many ways to slice and 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 dice this. And, and it, you're exactly right. There's there's it's a little bit overwhelming. You know, the IMS um, uh, Health Informatics uh, Institute just put out a, a report on apps, and I think they they said there's forty three thousand medical and healthcare and sort of health and fitness apps. But over half had less than five hundred downloads, so you can think of this long tail of of really where apps are built that nobody uses but that's just adds to that noise and confusion so you know i think I like to think of dividing the apps up into a couple different few few different categories: one are the dietary apps uh, You know the Lose It, the Food Educate apps that help people track their calories, and they're incredibly effective at this, helping people lose weight. Um, You know, if you're if you're gluten sensitive, help you stay away from gluten foods. If you you know are diabetic, you can manage what you're eating and and uh, make sure that you're um, following the dietary recommendations from your doctor. Then there's the exercise apps that help you. You know, the Fitbit and Nike Fuel and and the up apps that, and, and the ones that go with those, Map my fitness and such that help you track your, you know, your walking and, and, and bicycling. And lots, some of them have a social component where you can compete with other people in your office or your family members. And then there's a health management apps, like, like iTriage that, that help you make uh, better healthcare decisions. And then there's health information apps that are go deeper and, you know, more comprehensive information such as, you know, WebMD and, and the others. And then the last category, I, I think, and there's other categories, but these are the main categories. The last category is is fairly broad because they're very specific and narrow and then they treat, help you manage a chronic disease such as, you know, diabetes or hypertension or, you know, asthma.
0: What are the biggest takeaways you'd like our listeners to come away with?
1: Yeah, I think um, we need to continue to do, you know, what's called user-centered design. Uh, You know, I I, I alluded to, you know, BJ Fogg earlier, and and certainly he he, he has components of that in in what he's describing. But, uh, you know, having a UX and UI that takes the the user of the application um, and and makes sure that whatever problem they're trying to solve, that's what we're building and helping them to solve that. Uh, When we do that, then we're going to see increased patient engagement. And and patient engagement is going to be absolutely essential to, uh, uh, you know, achieving the triple aim of, you know, improved care, lower cost, and and improved patient experience.
0: And that, you know, I I love the idea of just the triple aim because, in fact, that is what it is. It's not just about better outcomes, it's not just about lowering costs, but the patient experience. All three of those things are vital and so I think that's really a positive change. So you have that kind of things, you have accountable care, you have Cleveland Clinic's leadership, uh, all sort of converging and making this a very exciting time in healthcare.
1: Yeah, it's a great space to be in. You know, when we first started our company, there were 8 million iPhones in the world, <laughs> and now there's 450 million. So, yeah, we used to look at month by month, hey, there's 10 million iPhones now because our, our potential total addressable market for downloading and the app just increased. So it's been a remarkable, um, you know, adoption and, uh, you know, great space to be in. You're, you're exactly right.
0: Well, uh, this has been a really fun interview for me. Any parting thoughts before we go?
1: Uh what one last one, you know, as we work with patients and, and providers, we you know now working with payers. You know, Aetna purchased um our company two and a half years ago and they've grown it, led us to be continue to be innovative, but also so now we can answer the third question, because we're not just with Aetna, we can work with other payers. You know, where could I go? Or, you know, what could be wrong? you know where could i go and now am i covered so we're really excited we're just starting that that journey of bringing in uh, uh the payer information uh to help people make better healthcare decisions but that's uh that's going to be the future and 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 we're uh, super excited about moving into that space